there, listeners. Adam Masters back here with another episode of Simplifying Super. It's fantastic to have you along with us. We're now up to episode 11 in this series, if you can believe it. So thanks once again to our returning listeners and a big welcome to those of you tuning in for the very first time. Over the course of this series, we've heard from AMP experts, including John Perry, Fabian Busoletti, and most recently, Dr. Shane Oliver. Now, if we cast back to our very first episode for a moment, you might recall we discussed what super is and what it isn't. And in that conversation with John Perry, we touched on trust structures. Here's what John had to say back in episode one. Think of a structure, in this case, a superstructure, as a way of holding assets to save for your retirement. So in simple terms, a superannuation fund is a trust, which is a legal concept that, that some of the listeners will be familiar with. It has a trust deed, which sets out the rules in terms of how it operates, and it has a trustee who holds all the assets and is appointed to run the fund in accordance with the trust law rules and with superannuation law. And it has beneficiaries of the trust, which in simple terms are the super fund members. Now, there are quite a few benefits that come along with having a trust structure, and I suspect some people out there are just like I am. We simply aren't aware of every positive that could come out of this. So, joining me today is someone with a fair bit of knowledge in this area. From AMP Australia's Workplace Super Team, she's the General Manager, Workplace Solutions, Bryony Barclay-Ridge. Bryony, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Adam. Really great to be here. Now, Bryony, unfortunately, at the time of recording, we are in COVID lockdowns, but you have kindly called into the show remotely, and I still want to make sure that we really tap into your knowledge while we have you. So, let's jump straight into things. One of the big concerns, I suppose, that I often hear people speak about is their worry that their savings could be, you know, put at risk or eroded by market volatility. Is, is that a justified issue or, or, or are we maybe getting unnecessarily concerned here? Of course. I should just flag up front that anything we discuss today is general in nature. So I'd really encourage our listeners to seek out tailored financial advice that considers their circumstances before making any financial decisions. But on to your question. Firstly, the trust is exposed to a variety of financial risks as a result of its activities. These risks include market risk, including fair value interest rate risk, price risk and foreign currency risk. It also includes credit risk and liquidity risk. The trust risk management and investment policies approved by the trustee seek to minimise potential adverse effects of these risks on the trust's financial performance. The trustee must also certify annually to the regulator that adequate strategies have been put in place to monitor those risks and that the trustee has systems in place to ensure compliance with legislative and prudential requirements and that the trustee has satisfied itself as to the compliance with the risk management strategy. Bryony, just quickly, does this impact the market volatility on a member's retirement savings? That is determined by how the member has decided to invest their super savings. This means that financial markets can be volatile and members' savings may fluctuate accordingly. However, the important thing to keep in mind, as Shane Oliver often says, is that super is a long-term investment. There will always be periodical up and downs in the markets. And the more you look into these things, you realise markets yo-yo, don't they? And look, I imagine, especially for some of our younger listeners, this needs to be less of a worry, right? We should be, ideally, taking a longer-term investment approach. Depending on where the members' long-term objectives are, well, that is, they may be a millennial through to a Gen X who's accumulating super and whose retirement is some way away. And so an investment market fall may be less of a concern for them. And as Shane says, history indicates that markets do eventually recover. So it may be best to turn down the noise and remain focused on your long-term objectives. 
And what about those listeners who may be getting closer to that retirement window? When we're talking about volatility, that probably is a bigger consideration for them, isn't it? Everyone's different and so is their comfort with risk. If a member is approaching retirement when investment markets fall, then volatility might be more of a concern, which is why super funds offer a broad range of investments and it's always recommended that you seek advice if you're unsure where to invest your super. I'm eager to know a little bit more about the benefits of the trust and its structure. For someone like myself, could you just enlighten me a little bit more on that front? The superannuation savings of members are held within trusts that are overseen by a trustee board of directors. The trustee board is responsible for all aspects of the operation of the fund, and this includes ensuring that the fund complies with relevant legislation, that all outcomes are in the best members' best interests, and that members are kept informed about the operations of the fund. The trustee board will comprise independent non-executive directors. They're not employees of the organisation operating the super fund. They represent the voice of the member. One of the many responsibilities of the trustee is to ensure that, at all times, there are sufficient assets with appropriate liquidity to meet its regulatory, Australian uh, Financial Services Licence or the Australian Prudential Regulatory Authority, my goodness, that is a mouthful, and other obligations as and when they fall due. Now, this simply means that the trustee's liability to pay benefits to members is always equal to the assets held by the trust. It's quite a mouthful, some of these acronyms, isn't it? But I, <laughs> it really I, is. I think I get what you're saying there. <laughs> I, I suppose by having those independent non-executive directors, that, that must be pretty reassuring for members, right? I, I read that as sort of indicating that the interests of the members are still always front and centre, right? Well, look, an independent uh, director by definition means they're free from any business or other relationship that could materially interfere with the uh, independent exercise of their judgment. So having independent directors on trustee boards is considered best practice in that it limits conflicts of interest, brings impartiality, objectivity, fresh perspective, needed skills and experience. In short, it means the director is free from the business and can solely focus their attention on members' best interests. All right. So effectively, the trustee must protect the savings of its members. That's core to business here. I think I understand that. Uh, Bryony, I just think it might be worth recapping something really quickly. In, in earlier episodes of Simplifying Super, we've talked about the asset types that we can invest in through our superannuation. And I know that there are a few options there, but I'm assuming that despite the the range of options on the table, investment managers are still going to be pretty vigilant in how they, they look at and manage the associated risk, right? Yeah, spot on. A super fund uh, allows you to invest in a broad range of assets such as Australian and global shares, private equity, both listed and unlisted infrastructure, um, listed and unlisted property, fixed interest, bonds and cash. Um, You're really not at a loss when it comes to uh, options flexibility we offer you. But each of those has its own risk profile. Listed assets such as shares, infrastructure and property tend to be more volatile or prone to share price uh, fluctuations. But with higher risk, you also expect higher financial returns. Unlisted assets like infrastructure, property and private equity tend to be less volatile because they're valued less regularly but are often more expensive. Then by contrast, investments such as cash and bonds are lower risk. But the amount of money you can earn from these um, investments are typically lower. Importantly, while market volatility can impact the return of all funds, as you alluded to in your uh, question, the trustees nominated investment managers are required to be vigilant in how they manage those risk profiles and liquidity to protect its members, which is why it's so important. 
Sounds like there's some pretty decent systems in place here when it comes to protecting superannuation savings. And let's be honest, we all want a healthy nest egg, right? To make life as comfortable as possible once we really start nearing that retirement age. Unfortunately, Bryony, I think I may have a few years up my sleeve to ponder this, but you definitely made things a little bit clearer for us here today. Outside of listening to this podcast series, and we appreciate everyone tuning in, of course, but I'm wondering what else is there for listeners? What can they do or where do you think they, they should head to access further information, particularly in regards to their own circumstances? Yeah, look, it's really important that people learn about their own fund, including their investment strategy. And it's worth having a read of the trustee annual report, which will be available on the fund's website. There should also be a governance section on the fund's webpage, which will likely provide more information about how the trust is structured and how the fund is governed. Yeah, of course. And look, I should also mention that for those of you who are listening, if you want to know more about super generally and also how it impacts you, then AMP's website is also a really good destination for this. I'm talking news, insights, free webinars. There really is a smorgasbord of fascinating material to look at. So amp.com.au forward slash superannuation is the place to head for all of that. And I should also say that you can even book your own complimentary super health check session there. And I think it's really just a great way to start working out how well your super is working for you, which at the end of the day is what it's meant to be doing after all. Now, regrettably, looking at my clock, it does look like we're already out of time, Bryony, but thank you for joining me here on Simplifying Super. It's been lovely chatting with you today. Look, I hope we also can chat again soon, perhaps in person. So in the meantime, stay COVID safe, of course. Listeners, if you're enjoying this series, please be sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. That way, you'll be among the very first to hear from our experts in all future episodes. And one final reminder, as Bryony did say earlier in this episode, it's important to consider getting expert tailored advice before making any important financial decisions.